You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I think missing spring ball is going to hurt us in some ways. You know, guys like Bryce Benhart, who, you know, we're, we're counting on to, to be a player for us this year. And, and there's other guys like that, but just picking out one name, uh, losing out on those reps uh, certainly isn't ideal. Those would have been valuable reps for him. We've also had to kind of fast track some of those decisions that we might have had time to examine a little closer in the spring. And it's interesting you ask about Matt. Through talking during this time, I think we're going to probably start him out at right guard. Uh, just expecting there to be a younger player at, at right tackle, potentially uh, having a veteran with Hymas on the left side of the line and a veteran with Matt on the right side of the line, I think will help whoever's playing left guard and whoever's playing right tackle. Uh, also give us the ability to move Matt back out to right tackle a lot easier if he's playing on the right side. Again, th- those are decisions I think we would have had time to evaluate and examine a lot more closely if we'd have had spring practice and, and we've had to make them a little quicker now that we know we're going to be limited in the number of reps that we're going to get. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. I was Scott Frost discussing um, some shuffling on that offensive line. I think we all knew Matt Farniak was going to move to guard. That was talked about in the spring. That's where he was going to start out. Uh, but initially, that discussion had him at left guard next to veteran Brennan Hymas. So you'd have a three-year starter in, Hi- in, in Farniak and a three-year starter in, in Hymas. You know, guys both going into their fourth years at Nebraska as starters. Um, but now they're going to kind of spread the wealth a little bit. They want Matt Farniak at right guard um, where, you know, he if he had to slide back to right tackle for some odd reason, it would be safer. Um, but you'll have Cam Jurgens at center. Bryce Benhart will go in as your number one right tackle. Um, and then they'll essentially be a three-man battle for left guard between Bo Wilson, Ethan Piper, the redshirt freshman out of Norfolk Catholic, um, and then Trent Hickson. Um, so that will be interesting to see. And to me, guys, it does set up for a guy like Piper, who also will be Nebraska's number two center behind Jurgens this year, that he could potentially make a run and win that job as a redshirt freshman. Yeah, he is very much at the forefront uh, of that discussion. Obviously, he's got veteran guys he's got to beat out in Hickson and uh, Bo Wilson. But uh, Ethan Piper has been getting talked about for a long time now, basically since he got on campus. And uh, a guy of that profile, um, you know, obviously there were high expectations, and he lived up to those based off the reports we got from, you know, from Greg Austin and from his teammates. So he's going to have every opportunity to win that job. And, you know, like I said, he's got some veteran guys that he's got to beat out. But I think just his physical makeup, I think, is – you know, a lot more conducive to what they want the future of that offensive line to be. And so um, you know, I think going back to the move of Farniak moving to right side as opposed to the left side, I think that's a smart decision because, you know, obviously Ben Hart, he's going to be learning on the fly. Piper, if he wins the job, will be learning on the fly. And having two veterans there, you know, right next to you, if you have a question even before a snap, you have a guy that's played as much football as anybody on this team telling you what you need to do. Uh, that is very valuable. And I guess the good thing is that it's a fluid situation, like Frost said, that if things don't work out, they have the ability to mix and match. And across the offensive line, I think the the interchangeable pieces, whether it be playing either guard spot or center guard or tackle guard, they have more options on that offensive line that they've had in a long time, and that'll be extremely valuable. Yeah, I think having a guy like uh, Farniak right next to Ben Hart there is going to be invaluable. Um, and, and overall, I mean, the, the depth here is what stands out to me. Uh, regardless of, of the, the mixing and matching of the starting five that's going on, I think it, it shows that there's a lot of depth and that there, the fact that there's a lot of uh, legit competition taking place and, and guys that are going to be, um, you know, legitimate 
backups too I think is something that we really haven't seen out of the offensive line in a long time but um, you know I, I, I'm really high on Piper and, and you can tell from listening to Greg Austin talk over the last you know all of last year uh, that that uh, he's somebody who was who was impressing the staff too and and I don't you know usually for a true freshman offensive lineman it's the the physicality the the physical part that they have to adjust to and I don't know if that was necessarily the case for him it was probably more of the um, you know his learning curve was probably more of just adjusting to Big Ten football coming from a smaller school but uh, I, I think he's somebody who, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing in the fall, that's for sure. When you just think about the depth now, guys, uh, just how deep it goes after that starting group. I mean, we mentioned there's three guards potentially that could fight for that one guard job alone, but there's also Brock Bando. Um, there, there, there's also Christian Gaylord, uh, Christian Gaylord um, that are veteran guys that have played football at Nebraska um, that are in the conversation for to be depth. And then you have two very, very promising freshmen and redshirt freshmen um, and Brant Banks, who ideally will be your number two left tackle behind Hymas. And then Turner Corcoran, as a true freshman, could end up being the number two right tackle. Um, you know, And then Nuri Nuelli, the Colorado State transfer, they're going to put a waiver in for him. And I think what they're hoping for is he could play in up to four games and still redshirt this year. Um, so they're well on their way. And of all the things about this rebuild at Nebraska, this has been the hardest thing because you can't just make a line in two days. You can't make it in one recruiting class. Um, like Scott Frost told us in that interview a couple weeks ago, um, Dane Altman always said this comment at Oregon when he was there, you, you got to get old and you got to stay old, meaning you just got to keep reloading your team with old guys, old players. And the line in college football is really an important area where that has to happen. Well, especially when you consider what they inherited in year one. I mean, they had you know a couple of veteran pieces that – uh, you know, I guess we're kind of the, the, the linchpins of that, but uh, they also didn't have any depth behind them. And when those injuries happened, they were massive steps back uh, in just the, the productivity and ability on that offensive line. And so you look at where they are now. I mean, the, between the true sophomores, redshirt freshmen, and true freshmen, uh, that is a extremely nice core of talent and depth that uh, that's taken, you know, going into year three, to finally build that stable up to where it needed to be. Now, obviously, we're still looking at Nebraska having to rely on a lot of inexperience and a lot of young guys that have not been battle tested. But you got to get tested at some point. And if this is the year where you know guys got to kind of go through a bit of a learning curve, that still sets you up over the next two years to have an extremely bolstered offensive line uh, that would be, like I said, as good as that group has been in a long time. Yeah, they're inexperienced, but um, you know, by all accounts, it seems like they have the the talent, and the staff has, uh, you know, believes in their their ability here. You know, when was the last time you had uh, three offensive linemen coming into a, a recruiting class that actually panned out and and could potentially <laughs> play, be three or four year starters? I mean, because you, you have Ben Hart, Piper, and Banks, who are all going to be probably in the two deep at least here. Um, you know, and, and if that if that happens, that 2019 offensive line class. Uh, I mean, I think we're all going to look back at that that O line class and and say, dang, they, they did a heck of a job. Then you infuse a guy like Corcoran in there, and um, I mean, that's that's getting old and staying old eventually. That that's where it starts. And, t- and people in the Pelini era took that for granted. They had guys like Searles and Quali and uh, uh, Spencer Long, and I mean, multiple NFL level guys that 
you know, stabilized the line situation. Zach Stirrup came in on the mix, NFL guy, and Alex Lewis was brought in, NFL guy. Um, I mean, they they brought in a good group of linemen that were NFL caliber guys. And, you know, that made it pretty easy for Taylor Martinez and Amir Abdullah and Rex Burkhead to operate the offense and run things. And they just haven't had that. Yeah, and when Nebraska has a legitimate offensive line, they are contenders in the Big Ten Conference. It is a direct correlation, and the reason Nebraska has not been competitive is because their offensive line hasn't been anywhere near the level it's needed to be. To win in this conference, you have to win in the trenches, and it kind of seems like a old uh, you know cliche, but it is reality in the Big Ten. When you want to win critical conference games in November, it starts with your five guys up front, and not only those five guys, but the depth you have behind them to sustain them over the course of a full season. And Nebraska finally seems to have that uh, at least much more so than uh, certainly the, since Frost has been here and even back to the previous staff. Well, and you think about, you know, if, if they feel like they're upgrading at right tackle, they're upgrading at, at uh, right guard and potentially upgrading at, at left guard, uh, I mean, think about how that could impact the offense and, and the play calls and, the, you know, what they're able to run and what they're able to do. Um, you know, we saw Dedrick Mills towards the end of the season last year just uh, really kind of get into a groove running. You know, if, if they can establish a power run game to go along with, with some of their, their spread look and, and um, you know, give, give Adrian Martinez some more time and, and have him feel comfortable back there, all of a sudden I think you're looking at, at uh, what's a better representation of Scott Frost's offense. All right, guys, when we come back, uh, we are going to talk some basketball. The Robin Washett offers started to go out this week, um, and we saw a new in-state offer in Grand Island. We'll get Robin's thoughts on that and the status of you know, the roster and who's in town next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.